Hello world. If you can hear this, that means you're tuned into JSY podcast and I am your host, just simply Yvonne, coming to chat with you and you never know what about. This podcast was created for everyday people living everyday lives with the hopes that a conversation will be had that could change your perspective. We have made it to season two. I'm so excited to still be here. I hope that your ears are ready to listen. Your heart is open to receive a nugget or two and that this is a good use of your time. As Jahim says, come on over to my place. Let's see what we're talking about this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Ooh-wee, ooh-wee, ooh-wee. I tell you, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you are here. I hope that you're in a great space. I know what day it is, and I know that I'm running behind. But when I tell you, this last probably seven, eight days has been rough. Do you hear me? Has been rough. So, this particular episode, even the more, I'm just, it's necessary, okay? This journaling with JSY is, it's important. And it's important because this is how life goes. You just never know how it's coming, how fast it's coming, what's happening. You could be going good, well, fine, dandy, swell, whatever the words may be, and you get hit all upside the back of your head, the the back of your knee, all kind of stuff. You end up on the floor and you're like, how did this happen? <laughs> life, life happened. And so journaling through the hard moments, journaling through hard things, journaling with hard things, hard moments, hard um, responses, hard I mean, mental, it's just, ooh-wee, like, ooh-wee, outside of my personal, what I have going on, the nation decided to pass or to rescind Roe versus Wade. And while I'm not big on politics, while I don't like to argue with people and debate and all of these things. When I tell you the clause came out and so many people are like, if you're a Christian, this is where you should stand. And if you're not, this is why this and da, 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 and people's unfriending people. And I mean, it's a full fledged situation and people want to, what is your stance? And then have your points ready because they ready to go no matter what you say. And I'm like, I am for minding the business that minds you like that's what I'm for I don't want to argue with you (laughs) I don't want to have my point I don't want that stuck on my mind all day every day I do think that first of all we should research the information for ourselves because when they rescinded Roe versus Wade so many people was like they are saying that now any person who chooses to have an abortion is breaking the law. And so I was like, oh my gosh, that's a huge thing, right? And then when I looked at it, it's not exactly what happened. Yes, they did rescind that, but they were saying they're now going to take it from a federal mandate to each state makes their own laws and let the states deal with what they, with the, you know, deal with it the way they want to. So if Texas, which is against abortion, 
um, if the if you decided to if you lived in Texas and you wanted to get an abortion, you would have to go Oklahoma, Louisiana. You would have to go across state lines to do so. And at first, I mean, I'm, I'm just people were just it became hardcore. And I'm like, we're all battling with our own things. We're all doing our own thing. Like we're living our own lives. We're having to make decisions about birth control as women. We're having to navigate if we choose no birth control and what all that comes with. And if you're in a relationship, the strain that it could have, I mean, it's, oh my goodness, somebody telling you what to do with your body and your space and your finances and your emotions. It is a challenge by itself and them rescinding this decision and people not really taking the time, taking the time to figure out what that meant for them or for the world or for whatever. And they're just like, I cannot believe this is what's happening. And all these people, like, if you are actual Christian, you would not be okay at this moment. And I'm like, hello, I'm an actual Christian and I'm okay. <laughs> I'm not okay in the sense that I don't think I don't agree, but at the same time, it doesn't affect me so much to where I'm unfriending people because of what they believe. It doesn't affect me so much to where I'm calling people, getting into heated emotional debates, like mental, I'm using my mental abilities to challenge somebody and pick apart their reasoning. While I would hope that people don't choose abortion. People choose abortion for different reasons. And it's not my place to judge anybody. It's not my place to comment on that. As a Christian, I would hope that they would seek counsel. I would hope that they would be able to um, live with the decision either way. Because at the end of the day, we're going to have to give an account for every single thing we do on this side, for one. For two, in the interim... Like, in the moment, it seems like the right thing to do. And then I've met so many people through massage or otherwise, and they have regretted that decision for the next however many years. But in that moment, they thought that was what they wanted to do. So I think without the world picking apart and, like, making choices for people, when it's all said and done, people are going to have to live with whatever they choose. If they look at the child and they hate the child every time they see them and they do things to them, would it have been better? We don't know. You know what I'm saying? If they see the child and it just tears them up emotionally, mentally, they're not able to function. They're not able to, you know, have a job. They're not able to provide for themselves because it did something to their psyche. Does that mean it was the better choice? I mean, and then the people who are commenting, I'm like, are you going to support that particular child or any child that is affected by abortion in any way? No, you just have an opinion. Keep that opinion. Some people are literally fighting for life and death in these situations. And then other people are like, I'll tell you what to do. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect your sleep. It doesn't affect your finances. It doesn't affect your emotional stability. I don't think that's people's places to tell other people. But I'm pro-choice and I'm a Christian. And like I said, I mind the business that minds me. I try not to get into that with people because each person is their own person. I I don't judge people for anything because, I mean, they could judge me very well for something that I've done. And at that particular moment in my life and my, you know, that time in my life and their life, whatever the case may be, that might have been the best decision at that moment or what they thought was the best decision. They may have grown. They may have learned. Their circumstances may have changed. And then at that moment, they might have made a different choice. But to judge someone based on something they did in their past, that's not right.
But <laughs> I'm telling you, it's heavy. It's he- I'm talking about people I have known 20 years. Do you hear me? We finna be unfriended or we finna stop talking. And I'm just like, I am not only friends with people that believe exactly like me. I believe in meeting different people with different backgrounds, with different experiences. It helps shape your perspective. It makes you a better overall person. It makes you more empathetic because you get to see things that it's like, I would have never thought I valued whatever, X, Y, Z, until I met somebody who didn't have that, who wanted it desperately, and I had it, you know? And so I'm like, oh, it makes your perspective shift when you meet people and you have a conversation with them and you get to know them and they're different than you. If you only be friends with the people who like go to your church, believe like you believe, go to your gym, work with you, hang out in the establishments you hang out with, that's a small, limited thought process because there's nothing challenging about being friends with someone who thinks like you, who looks like you who believes like you, who worships like you, who shops like you. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing that would make you expand who you are, if that makes sense. Versus if you hang out with someone who is different, whether it's a different gender, if it's a different uh, sexual orientation, if it's a different uh, like financial bracket, a part of the world, um marital status i mean i can think of things that you could be different in all kind of categories it just allows you to see life through a different lens and i think we all would benefit by that okay i said all that (laughs) even what the podcast is about but i because so many things are going through my mind and i'm like yes this is why i love journaling so much because it helps me clear my mind it helps me calm myself down because the whole arguing piece for me, I'm like, why are we doing this? What, 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 just let them think how they think, you think how you think, and get past it. And people are like, I just can't trust somebody who thinks like that, or I just can't be friends with someone. I'm just like, really? Is it that serious? I don't think it is. You're not getting an abortion. They're not getting an abortion. They're not asking you to ride with them and get the abortion. I mean, it's none of that. It's just a decision that affected the world, or really this nation, that people are arguing over. And I'm like, and then it it didn't say we're getting rid of abortion altogether. It said we're getting rid of the federal mandate. Each state will make a decision for themselves. That's all it said. But people took it and ran with whatever they, whatever they pulled from it. And I was just like, Ugh. so with dealing with hard things and me sitting with this, and the other things that are going on in my life this past week. The first thing I thought about, what am I worried about? And why? So, if you are affected by Roe versus Wade and the rescind, um, I would challenge you to get out a piece of paper and write down, what, what about this decision being rescinded? Or what about anything hard? Whatever it is in your life that's hard at this moment, or whenever you hear this, or any point in your life, if you're going through something hard, what about this, whatever that this is, worries you and why? So it could be packing up and moving across country to accept a job or trying in vitro and you're about to be a first-time parent. It could be about terminating parental rights for another parent. I mean, it could be gaining a stepmother or a mother-in-law, whatever the case may be. What about this incident worries you and why? And when I sat with that, I was like... <laughs> 
that's kind of heavy. <laughs> For one, you have to look at you. You have to see you. You have to, where am I at in this? So as a person who does not want to have any more children, who has made sure that I am, well, I have, I'll take that back. I did want to have more children, but because I'm divorced, I don't plan on having any more children. <laughs> and because I don't plan on having any more children, to me, I'm like, this decision does not affect me in the way that it would like say maybe a 19 year old girl who's thinking about getting married and having kids or somebody who's dating and does not have birth control at all you know um a person who may be older and you know waiting for marriage but they might be doing whatever they do and then they could get tangled up this decision might affect them I don't think it affects me directly so that heavy burden that that weight that people are arguing about it doesn't hit me the same what hurts me or what is heavy for me is to think that people are literally cutting people off because of it and I'm just like I don't I don't think it's that serious like I don't you know I and so what worries me about that is at this point it feels like the country is just allowing people to pick is you have to be this or that on everything and you really only want to like talk to or converse with or be close with people who think exactly like you but the more categories it is the harder it is to be aligned on everything so if you're like i'm with public transportation and somebody else says me too you're like cool and then they say i'm with tighter or stricter gun laws me too okay i'm pro-life and you're pro-choice do what Oh, no, we can't be friends because, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? The more categories it is, I'm for same-sex marriages. And then you say, oh, no, I'm not. Okay, so you stand on that side of the street. I'm on this side of the street. I'm for, you know, homeowners associations. And I absolutely don't like that. You know, whatever the case may be, you start going through these things and it's just ways to cut people off. And I'm just like, we were created for community. We were created to coexist. So the more categories we have, the easier it is to cut people off, which takes away the unity, which takes away the community, which takes away the coexistence, which makes it hard on individuals. So then I'm like, the decision itself does not worry me. What happens from the decision is what worries me. And then why is because I believe that we're called to coexist. We're here <laughs> to live together, to be work together, to use what each other has to be better. And so if you cut that off, that worries me. Another question that I was sitting with while I was trying to journal this last week, what are you up against based off this? And when I say this, like again, whatever your this is, so it's just say you gained a mother-in-law. What are you up against? Her her parenting or her rules or her thoughts or her opinions or splitting your time between your husband and her. I mean, you know, what are you up against? In this particular case, I'm up against people who, who challenge Christianity. <laughs> They're like, in the Bible, it says, thou shalt not murder. Yeah, yeah, it says that. It does. But uh, it also says so many other things. And so when people get stuck on one scripture, I'm like, mm. 
it's more to it than that. And it, that was at the very beginning. The New Testament came after the Old Testament. Things, not to say that they changed because murder is still in there and it's mentioned as something that you're not, you shouldn't do. But <sighs> the only thing I'm hearing is division. If somebody makes a decision in a moment and they live past that moment, like I said, some of these people torture themselves. So who am I to then add to the torture? Some of these people go through life and they, if I never would have did whatever, and it's on their heart and it's on their mind and it, it just works on them. They carry it with them the rest of their life. And then somebody for somebody who wasn't there, who didn't have the circumstances, who cannot relate to what they went through, who don't understand to say, you shouldn't have done that. I think they kind of already know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they already are battling within themselves. And then I would make it worse by, yeah, I just really think abortion is bad. I just really think if God allowed you to get pregnant, I just think that that was your, not your decision. And then you look at the statistics of 400 and some thousand kids just in America that are in foster system, that are not being adopted, that are either being adopted and being abused and returned back into the system who are losing their lives, who are being starved, who are being neglected and abused. You know what I'm saying? It's not a cut and dry answer. And <laughs> it's not my place to tell somebody what to do. They're going to have to answer for whatever it is they choose. They're going to be the one that have to live with it, whatever it is they choose, because I can't come and raise your kid. I cannot. <laughs> I'm over here with my three that I, What? I'm not able to do that. So because I'm not able to contribute financially, I can pray for you, but it's not really emotionally, not really, you know what I'm saying, physically. I I, I don't really have a comment there. I'm going to pray that you make the best decision for you in your situation. I would hope it doesn't end in abortion, but it's a choice. We operate off free will. I mean, it's harsh. But what are you up against? If it's something that you're going through that's hard, I challenge you to sit with that question and to really think about it and then answer. Also, are you up for the fight? <laughs> are you up for the fight? Meaning, if it's whether I take this job clear across country, am I up for the fight with learning the culture there? Explaining to people why I took the job getting everybody in my household to understand um dealing with all the comments the backlash the da 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 re updating all the information getting titles changed over to that state that county you know all of the things that go along with moving are you up for that fight if not that might not be the move that might not be the move for me with this whole debate <laughs> I read a lot of comments and I, you know, liked and commented and liked and commented. And then I thought about it when I was sitting there journaling. Am I up for this? No, I'm not. <laughs> I have so many other things that I'm supposed to be doing that I need to be focused on that have more pressing attention. You know what I'm saying? Like other things that are more pressing than that. I won't be having any abortions fingers crossed I won't be getting pregnant anymore you know what I'm saying so it doesn't affect me the same so it's like are you up for the fight whatever you having to deal with if you're up for the fight by all means march on but if you're not is that something you can take on at this moment or can you put that down and come back to it when you have like more energy more time more space 
more mental capacity, more emotional support? You know, is there something that you need to fight at this particular moment? I'm serious. When you write it down and you think about it, <laughs> let these questions sit on you and be like, what? Mm. Okay, it's already hard. You're going through something hard. Are you up for a fight? And then um, something else I was sitting with, where do you feel insecure or weak? And so when I was sitting with this, I like I said, I'm not a, a debater. I don't like to argue. And so when people come out with scriptures and they're like beating people over the head with these scriptures, I feel slightly, slightly insecure or weak in that area. Not that I don't know scriptures. Not that I don't read and I don't have a relationship with Christ. It's just I don't read to argue with people. I don't learn things about Christianity or about my walk with Christ or about the church community or anything spiritual. I don't learn it to use it against somebody to argue with them. So when I was sitting there, I'm like, so what are you struggling with? Or what is wrong with this? Or what are you worried about in this moment? And I'm like, I just don't want people to be disconnected. I don't want people to fall out and lose friendships over this decision. And then I'm thinking, what am I up against? I'm up against people who love to argue. (laughs) When you get on any type of social media, people love commenting. And their commenting could either be with you or it could be against you. And if it's against you, they have the time to go back and forward and back and forward and back. And when they start this, then somebody else is like, oh, I'll pick up wherever they left off. Or, oh, let me piggyback on what they said. Oh, and the next thing you know, you have an argument with 20 people. You don't know none of them. But they feel like you feel like they're attacking you because they're on your post. (laughs) They're commenting on something you said. So you're like oh, no, let me explain what I'm trying to say. And then they say something. You're like, oh, no, you misunderstood, or I don't agree with what you said, so let me go back and then say this and then say this and then say this. Um, If they are practicing or that's just how they are, if they love to argue, and I don't, I feel weaker in that area because I'm like, I don't want to do this. But at the same time, I don't want you to just comment anything either. So it's like, but or then it goes back to, are you up for this fight? No, I'm not. So then it's like, let them comment whatever they comment and move on. But if it's, you know, like I said, if it's a mother-in-law and she's telling you, well, my son likes this, this, and this, or this is how I would run my house or whatever the case may be, are you up for that fight to to stand your ground and say, this is my house. He married me. This is where we are. And you can either come over and enjoy yourself and be quiet or don't come over. You know what I'm saying? Are you up for that fight? Are you up for whatever the fight is that you have with this hard moment? Because it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be something. It's not simply go to sleep and it becomes unhard or give it a few days and it goes away. Definitely not. Definitely not. So, but you have to be honest with yourself when you're writing this down. Can I do this? Another thing I sat with is, can I research this? Can I learn more about this? And in me sitting with the decision or hearing the decision and researching, that's how I found out that it wasn't they were saying the state of, or the country of America is getting rid of abortion laws or we're cracking down on abortion laws. That's when I determined, or that's when I discovered 
that it wasn't any of that. It was strictly saying the federal government is taking their hands off abortion and we will now put the power in the states. And when I found that out, I was like, oh, well, I'm not back to, I'm not understanding why y'all are arguing. They're not saying they're getting rid of it. But of course people are like, but if you live in Texas and just say you live like (laughs) Texas, let me, let me just throw this in here. I literally drove from Baltimore, Maryland to where I'm from, which is College Station, Texas. And that is a 23-hour drive. 15 of those hours were in Texas. <laughs> so the very top of Texas, and College Station is not even the bottom of Texas, but it's toward the bottom. But I'm, I said that to say, you, if you live in certain parts of Texas, you might have to drive 15 hours to get out of the state. And so that's where people were going with that. They were saying, I don't think it's okay to say the states can pick because some states are more conservative some states are more, you know, whatever the word is. And they're like, and when they take that right away for a young mother, then you push them out and say, well, you would have to drive to Oklahoma or Louisiana or Arkansas or whatever the next closest state is. And they're like, what if they don't have transportation? Or what if they don't have anybody who can take off three days to get over there and back? Or what if they don't have any support? What if they have to come up with the money and this and that? You know, they were just like, I just don't think it's fair. And I'm like oh, wow, (laughs) something I didn't think of. But at the same time, like I said, people want to argue. So they're like, well, what if you live here? And it's like, do you live there? No, not saying that's not your business, but it's also not your business, you know? And I'm like, oh, no. So I'm just like, research, research, research. Can you learn more about this or that or whatever it is? that's your hard thing. Can you learn more about it to be able to give a more informed opinion or to be able to stand your ground in a better way, to be able to fight in the way that you want to fight? Okay. Another question. Is this decision final? So, um, back to this (laughs) topic. Is the decision final? I'm sure Roe versus Wade was set in stone for some years though. So that's, it was a huge thing for them to overturn it after it had been in set in stone for a good 20, I mean, if not longer. But for them to overturn it, yeah, that was a big thing. But, I mean, this could go for moving out of the state. This could go for getting married. This could go for deciding on in vitro. Like I said, multiple things. You could, this is a hard thing for me to process. And then you could sit there and say, is this final? Just say you lost your house or you lost your job or you got divorced or you separated and you sat there and you're like, this is really hard or this is rough or this is this. Cool. Is this decision final? Separation, not so much. Divorce, typically, you know what I'm saying? But mm, all things, I feel like anything could happen. (laughs) I don't know that you would want it to happen, but I'm just saying anything could happen. So when you sit with anything that's going on that's hard in that moment, just sit there and think, is this decision final? Some people make decisions based off emotions. We all know that emotions change. So it could very well be final, but it also could not. So sitting with that and journaling and just trying to think it through and it's like, if this is final, will it hurt me? Or will it help me? Or how will I benefit from it? Or how would I um, lose out from this? You know, but starting with the question, is this decision final? 
Another thing is, do I feel powerless in this situation? So many people commented on this as women. (laughs) They were like, we don't have control over our reproductive systems anymore. And I'm like, what? I feel like that's so far of a stretch. We don't have any control over our reproductive? Really? And I mean, it's just... Uh, I feel like that's wordplay. I'm not saying that we don't have any control, and I'm not saying that we have all of the control, but to me, again, I'm like, that decision just meant the power went to the states. So if you live in a state that's okay with abortion, you're fine. Nothing changed. It's just if you live in a state that doesn't have abortion, then it stands, and you would have to find another state. So I'm like do you feel powerless in this situation depends on where you live depends on how you feel it depends on what you're capable of it depends on you know what i'm saying but you would have to sit with whatever it is that's hard that's challenging you and ask yourself the question do i feel powerless in this situation and then go from there because i'm sure things will come up to your mind and you're like yo let me write that down oh let me write that down oh let me write that down so another question just to ask yourself to kind of get through this rough moment And then the last question, am I secure in who I am and what I offer? Yeah, when I sat with this one, I was like, well, this is a good question. Am I secure in who I am? I'm a woman, 365, 25, 8. I can't change that. I don't want to change that. That is who I am. Am I secure in being a woman? Yes. Reproductive issues or not, I'm still a woman. Roe versus Wade overturned or not. I'm still a woman. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, if, just say, I'm going back to this mother-in-law. If you get into it with her, if you realize I don't, she's not my favorite person, whatever the case may be, are you secure in the fact that you still are married? That you're, that her son still chose you? Yes. I would hope that you're still secure. Something about you he loved enough to propose and to go through the whole ceremony and for y'all to be together so are you secure in who you are with or without her opinions like are you secure in your career of choice and if you say i'm moving to this area with or without this location am i secure as being an accountant or a firewoman or you know a police woman, whatever a tax person The list goes on and on and on. I cannot think of all the job titles. But I'm saying, are you secure in who you are, regardless of what else someone says or what what you're going through in this rough moment? Are you secure in who you are and what you have to offer? Whatever it is that you have to offer, your hope, your life, your love, your heart, your ambition, your passions, your desires, your skills, your abilities, your talents, your brain your organizational skills, whatever it is, are you secure in who you are and what you have to offer? When I sat there, I smiled so big. If people fall out with me about this Roe versus Wade decision and where I stand, am I secure being Yvonne and what I bring to the table, to a friendship, to a relationship, to my career, to my family, to my house, to myself? Am I secure in who I am and what I offer? Absolutely. You have to sit there, though, 
<laughs> have to sit there and think about it though. That's something that when I wrote it down, I was so just so proud because I'm like, if we stop talking because of my stance on this, it's because you want to stop talking because I believe in community. I believe in coexisting. I believe in like different people coming together to get a broader, more richer perspective. I believe in that. So if you say, I can't deal with you because of this, I'm still going to be me. I'm still going to believe how I believe. I'm still going to value the opinions of others. I'm still going to seek out new people, new friendships, new connections. That's just who I am. And so if that ends up being we're not able to be friends, that's just what that is. I'm telling you, when you go through hard things, so many things change. I hope that while sitting here and trying to journal at the end of June as we're wrapping this thing up, we're halfway through 2022, that you are gentle with yourself, that you realize that hard things are hard. They hit you in ways that you didn't expect. So you might be looking right and it might hit you from the left. You might be looking down and it might hit you in the top of your head. Like it might uppercut you. I mean, it could do any, it could might gut check you. It could do all, all kind of things. And you're like, what? I was doing well. Life was going smooth. Everything was good. And then all of a sudden this ball came out of nowhere and popped me in the face. Well, life, 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 life. The reason why I'm so passionate about journaling It's because it helps calm and clear my mind. It gets my mood boosted. I'm telling you, when I looked at who am I, am I secure in who I am and what I bring to the table, instantly my mood was boosted. Because what? Absolutely. That does not change who I am. Somebody falling out with me does not make me feel like I bring less to the table. does not make me feel like I'm less than. does not make me feel that... I'm not valuable as a person, as a human being that does not do that. So who are you? Are you secure in who you are and what you bring to the table? I'm telling you, when I get through journaling, I'll be like, okay, now, okay. So it calm and clears my mind to journal. It boosts my mood. It helps me track my feelings and success. So I'm telling you, we start off with what are you worried about and why? <laughs> that's mood track right there. You tracking your mood to see, or tracking my feelings to see where am I at? How am I feeling? What am I worried about? And then you're able to look at that, look at the date and kind of see what's going on. So just say next month or two months from now, I might not even think about this anymore because I try not to hold on to, you know, heavy things. But if I'm looking back, I can see that how I was feeling in this moment and say, yeah, that was really heavy. I remember that. But I wouldn't just 100% know this two months from now or maybe six months from now. So being able to journal helps me track my feelings and success. It helps me organize my thoughts. Like going through these questions, am I up to fight? What are you up against? Where do you feel insecure or weak? Like it helps me organize how I'm thinking and why. Because then I can look back and say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what happened. Oh, yeah. And then I felt like this and this is why. And then I wasn't able to fight. So we kind of put this down. And then when I pick it back up, I'm like, okay, this is where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Because I have it written down to look at it. It enhances my self-awareness. So I can kind of see where am I at and why. Because I mean, seriously, when I thought about what are you worried about and why, Most people were worried about the decision (laughs) and I wasn't really worried about the decision because like I said, when I researched more, I was like, oh, it's not what people said it was, but I was more so worried about people falling out about the decision. Like, I feel like we all 
need each other. So since we all need each other, we can't be falling out about stuff like that. I don't think. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm not really worried about the decision. Somebody else, which thousands of people were worried about the decision. They were like, see, y'all don't understand the government is trying to do this and this and this. And they're trying to da 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 And they were worried about the decision itself. They weren't worried they weren't really worried about community. They weren't worried about coexisting. They were worried about the decision. So me being able to answer that question for me, yes, it helped me organize my thoughts and get together. Like, this is where you are. It, it helped me be aware of self and how I'm thinking and how I'm looking at it. Um, and then lastly, I would say always, 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 journaling helps you achieve goals. Because when I looked at it and I'm like, can, am I up to fight? Like, can I research this? And then am I up to fight? Like if we need to statistics and we need to go back and forth with this, that, and the other. Um, if the goal is to do that, <laughs> yes, research this, check it off as a goal. And then I want to accomplish it. And then if I need to argue and I have my facts together, check that off, you know, defeat a few people in comments online or whatever the case whatever your goal may be if it's to process this and move forward check that off as a goal you know whatever your case may be in journaling but I tell you it has really truly helped me get through rough patches or just patches in my life then rough or not it just has helped me move forward has helped me move the needle forward because I was able to see where I was and then where I'm at. And I mean, that's career-wise, that's emotion-wise, that's mental, that's spiritual, that's physical. That's all of the things that you could think about. If you journal some stuff down, you're able to look back and say, oh, that's where I thought, that's how I thought, that's what I was thinking. wonder why. And then the more you put, the more you're able to bring yourself back to that mem- that moment and that memory. And so I will tell anybody to journal some stuff in a minute, but especially I think you should journal when things are hard because you're processing a lot. You're trying to think about what's going on as well as the things you think about on a day-to-day basis. So I hope that, oh, that was a lot. (laughs) I hope that you're well. And if you're not well, I hope you pull that pen and paper out and you start writing some stuff down to get the things out of your mind that don't need to be there. I hope that you are listening to these affirmations to lift yourself up, to shift your atmosphere, to keep you on track, to be as high and mighty as you need to be to function. I hope that you are having a great close out of June and that you're getting goals set. Because I mean, literally, we're halfway through the year. If there's some things you want to get done before 2022, write them down so you can work on them. Sorry that I have been late to the party, but I am here. Just know I'm somewhere around here. (laughs) Always in the background, okay? Always in the background. If you need to message, of course, Instagram at Just Simply Yvonne and check out the link tree. The link is in the comments. Until next time, toodles. That's it and that's all for this episode, of course. I'm coming back to you live at five, okay? I hope that you heard something that sticks with you 
or that pops back up in your mind later in the week and you're able to marinate on it. Real quick, if you could, Spotify has a new option to rate podcast so if you heard this podcast on spotify if you could leave a rating or if you heard it on apple if you could leave a review so other people can find this podcast and take a listen thank you so very much i truly could not do it without you and just know i'm probably somewhere talking until next time toodles y'all